Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, So whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well... What better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing sneakier scams targeting younger folks. So, Joel, are you saying that even I, even you, that we could fall prey to some of these different scams? Well, maybe me, but you're you're pushing 40, so I'm, <laughs> I don't know if you qualify anymore. I'm a couple years older than you, it's true. That is what we're talking about today. We are talking about scams, and specifically how they're targeting younger generations, because oftentimes I feel like they're viewed as this thing that like, oh, I would never fall for that, or that that's something that I heard my dad talk about one time, or my mom, or you know, my nana, she talked about this guy that she talked to one time, and he ended up swindling her out of a couple hundred bucks, that sort of thing, but no, these are scams that are that need to be on our radar. Which Sc- scams for the new generation? That's, <laughs> that's what we should title this episode. <laughs> uh, but it made me wonder: Have you ever been scammed? So I fell for Th- that a, you're aware of a least? very very informal scam one time okay. when I was, I guess, early twenties. Did you and- have a, a girlfriend up in Canada? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> I had like three girlfriends up in Canada. No, uh, so, so this young and I was broke. Young fella came up to my door when I was still living at my parents' house. I don't know. I was pro- I was probably like nineteen or twenty, and he was selling stuff 
to raise money for for school. Okay. He was selling Blockbuster gift cards. This is how old that scam was. This is when Blockbuster was Dang. still around. To our Gen Z <laughs> listeners, Blockbuster was the real life equivalent of Netflix. And so, <laughs> so uh, a combination of Netflix and the library mashed together. Right. And my my penchant to get a deal, he you know he was they were discounted, and so I got something like I I don't even remember twenty five dollars worth of Blockbuster gift cards for the low low price of fifteen dollars, and I got to feel good that I was supporting this this uh, his school fundraising efforts at the same time but uh, alas i lost out on all the money i gave to him because it was a fake gift card oh, with no money up. on it so <laughs> enterpri- just, enterprising like, young scam artist had he printed them out himself or like what was the deal i, I know it's all so long ago i barely remember but i okay my family we joke about it now <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were expired and they were legitimate and maybe yeah, that could have been it. best case scenario give it give him the benefit of the doubt maybe he didn't even know that they were expired and yeah. was just trying to to make a buck but that's this. that's the only time i can remember where i got scammed and but it's still just like a, uh, <laughs> a a humorous story to tell when we're hanging out as a family nice man i don't think you've ever told me that or or even shared that here on the show but uh scams dude they're not going anywhere and so i am glad that we're going to dedicate an entire episode to the subject today yeah, but uh, can, can i ask you a frugal or sheet before we get to it sure okay so we are getting rid of a lot of old paint at our house all right i, I think everybody out there probably yeah, has y'all kind of switched up the interior color of your of uh of the house yeah during the renovations and so we have you know yeah, a few extra, extra cans paint. that we want to keep on hand but there's just a bunch of old paint and owning multiple rental houses over the years i've just had old old paint cans stacked up for use at different properties and so i've tried to now consolidate them. my colors to where i'm only okay. using one color when i paint yes, anywhere that's how you do it yes and secondly you keep the paint at the houses keep them in like a little tupperware like either in a closet or down in the basement man that's oh. the way i all right that's a good call maybe uh, i should do that from now on but it, for anybody who has old paint cans that they need to get rid of you can't just toss them in the trash that is toxic material that you can't just uh toss in with with all your other trash items well, so right? you, well you can throw it away as long as it's dried yeah oh, so at least, I guess at least you put kitty litter in if there's not much left but yeah but lots of times there's a lot of paint left in some of those okay, buckets that's right true. you switch color so you have a lot you probably have like half gallons left but if it's an older can and you've used maybe most of it you can just like pop that lid off let it dry out if that's the case, I know at least here in Atlanta, you can throw those away. Okay. All right. The, well, uh, so regular trash. But, but if you don't and you got tons of paint like Joel as does. much paint as I have, you have to go to a place for specifically hard to recycle items. And there's a place here in South Atlanta called Charm, and that's where you can drop yep. your stuff off. They I've heard about Charm. He, here's the thing, though. They, they accept up to 25 pounds worth of paint every visit for free, but then you have to pay per per pound above that 25-pound limit. And so... I think I know where this is going. Am I frugal or cheap for making <laughs> multiple charm runs in order to avoid paying? And I did pay a little bit the first time because I was at something like 40, 40 pounds as opposed okay. to 25. But I'm, I'm not like weighing it by hand <laughs> at home to make sure I don't go above the 25-pound limit. But I'm also not taking it all in one fell swoop mm-hmm. so that I can at least take advantage of that, that free threshold a few times. Well, charm isn't too far, not only from where we live, but some of the other spots that we like to hit up. And so as long as you're not going out of your way to have to swing by there, which I don't think you are, because I know why you're heading down there, then I don't think it's that cheap of a move. If it was across town, uh, say it was like, you know, 20, 30 miles away. Well, uh, gas prices these days. Th- huh? Yeah. Like it would, I don't even know if it'd be worth it now, actually. And now that, time, now, yeah. now that I think about how much gas costs. But one of the other things I, I was going to mention, maybe that's worth checking out is just like listing it on Facebook. Uh, either the, you know, like like one of the buy nothing groups or just yeah, listing it locally come you know for free i remember any of the paint that's still in good condition yeah, if it's in, if it's in yeah. good shape and you buy good paint we both like that sherwin williams stuff and i feel like getting decent paint is something that we learned over the years too if you go with the, the cheaper stuff it doesn't really stick to the walls all that well, well i think uh, the, as as well as like super paint the top rated consumer reports paint is like the bear premium plus and it's 
still pretty cheap. Uh, something like 28 bucks a gallon. And I don't know, good. with inflation, it's probably $100 a gallon now. So, but, so you don't have to get the really nice Benjamin Moore. Uh. Yeah. No, I don't think you do. I think, yeah, just just uh, read those consumer report trainings. They'll help lead you in the right direction. But okay, good to know. I am doing the multiple runs to get rid of some of this paint, but maybe so, I'll post some of the nicer gallons well, so, on Buy Nothing Group. So the reason I mention that is because one time when we were flipping, renovating a home, like this is maybe five, six years ago, did I ever tell you about the time that I sold a five-gallon you know, one of those big drums, like one of those big buckets of paint. It was a custom color that we already had mixed and you can't return those. It was, it's right. not like it was a base. And uh, Kate and I, we didn't like the color. <laughs> they started putting it up inside and we're like, oh no, we, there's a chance we we're going to live there ourselves. And so we wanted to make sure that we really liked the paint color. And so obviously we couldn't return it, but I listed it and somebody was glad to show up and pay a discounted rate for all of that paint because it was a popular color. It just wasn't right for us. So I wanted to mention that because there is hope for some brand new paint that you just can't take back. Okay. Good to know. I'll put that on my list of things to consider. This isn't a paint episode though. <laughs> no, no. Let's move get, on. Let's get on to the actual topic. <laughs> at hand. Uh, but first, the beer we're having on this episode is called Electric Venom. It's by a brewery called Little Cottage. Uh, just, uh, what, like 15 minutes away from where we live here in Atlanta. But it's worth a drive. One of my favorite breweries. Alright, so uh, but let's get to scams. And uh, scams, Matt, I say they're kind of like zombies. Uh, did you ever watch the TV show <laughs> The Walking Dead? Uh, I watched a couple episodes. Okay. Never. I, yeah, I remember didn't really get into it. Basically, I only got into the first season. I thought the first season was really good, but I think they're on season like 10 or 11 or something like that now. I'm still surprised they have that much zombie content uh, that they can cover. <laughs> but but basically, the reason I'm equating it to, to zombies, it's in that show, there are just a few remaining humans and there, there are hordes of zombies that are coming after them. And they've got to protect themselves, right? They've got to figure out a way to not get bit because then they too will turn into a zombie. And basically, you know, there's a never-ending litany of scams out there, just like there's a never-ending amount of zombies coming after you, which is why they can create double-digit seasons out of such a basic premise for a show. But you can never really get rid of all the scammers, and, and if these scammers spot you, they're going to come at you. And, and that means that you have to be prepared in order to avoid the most clever ones, because there's always a new scam, there's always a new tactic, and the only way that you can outrun them yourself is, is really through personal preparation. That's right. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, zombies, they're always there, right? Because like when you're watching those shows, you know that at any moment, like one could just kind of like, you know, poke his head through the window. Come out of the shadows. (laughs) It's it's sort of like this low grade stress uh, where it's just kind of constant. And I think that's true of these different scams. I think they're always going to be there. And there's there's always going to be these bad players, right? Like there's always going to be criminals who are looking to take advantage of us. And so I think this is why we wanted to talk about this today. And I did say criminals as well, because it's not just folks who are, oh, you know, they're, they're, they're not making the best decisions. It's like, no, like they're actually law-breaking criminals who are trying to steal your money. We're not trying People to- People with nefarious intent. Yeah, we're not going to sugarcoat it here. But another problem here is that these scams, they're, they're seemingly everywhere these days as well. They've, they've gotten so good at targeting folks wherever they hang out. Um, these scams, they're in your dating app. They're on Twitter. They're, they're on TikTok. Uh, and it certainly feels like scams are, you know, like they, they used to be easier to spot, but they've just gotten so much more sophisticated over the years. And by the numbers, you know, it used to be the elderly who were most uh, commonly susceptible, you know, for these scams and who had their money stolen. But that is not the case these days. People uh, ages 20 to 29, they reported losing money to fraud more often than folks who are uh, ages 80 and over. And so we're talking about young professionals. They're the ones now who are getting duped more often than their grandparents. Uh, Although it's worth mentioning. When, when older folks do fall prey to a scammer, they tend to lose more money with each scam attempt. 
that they succumb to. But either way, that's quite the reversal that's happened in a short time span. So yeah, not only are they more ubiquitous, they are going after all the different generations now. Yeah, that's right. And part of our reason really for creating this episode is because the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, they just released their list of top scams for 2021 for last year. The heavy hitters were identity theft, imposter scams, and credit bureau scams. And the FTC received 5.7 million reports in total. And let's be honest, when when someone gets scammed, they're not always reporting um, to to the authorities. Whether it was successful or not, you know, whether they got taken advantage of, whether they ended up giving money to the scammer, or they didn't. Either way, they're often not filing a report. And so, yeah, reported losses totaled $5.9 billion, and the average person lost something like $500. But again, since a lot of these scams don't get reported, the numbers are likely a whole lot higher than what the FTC is actually relaying than what they they have in their report. So yeah, on that note, if you ever are the victim of a fraud or a scam, we would say let the FTC know by heading to reportfraud.ftc.gov. That's just a good way for us all to kind of know what scams are most prevalent, how much money they're taking from people. It's just good knowledge that should be made public, even though I know for a lot of people, it feels like a shame-inducing thing that you got caught up in a scam. But we, we don't think that should be the case either because they can really get anybody these days. That's right. Yeah. And specifically via social media, because that's one of the main avenues for scamming these days, accounting for $770 million in in just last year alone. Fake accounts, they're a dime a dozen. They're uh, getting harder to spot. Uh, Actually, Morning Brew, they they had this really interesting article about fake accounts pretending to be uh, real advertisers on TikTok. You know, you think you're buying a a flannel shirt (laughs) from L.L. Bean, or maybe you're buying a new side table from Wayfair. But in reality, it's actually a scammer offering you a deal that's too good to be true. You don't actually get anything, but then you still end up losing that money. And on, dude, to be honest, like I have real questions about the viability of the metaverse, given that you know Meta can't even curb scam artists and, and spam comments on Instagram. Just imagine an alternative reality where spam artists continue to run amok in the virtual world. Yeah, uh, you know. And no, I, and we're I just talking about ads <laughs> that they can't even wrangle. Every time we make an Instagram post, look at all the scam spam comments that happen to get posted on pretty much every post we create. Sometimes yeah. it's in the double digits and. Instagram can't seem to figure that out. I don't think that's a good sign. And yeah, I think for me, I'm not terribly bullish on the metaverse too. Although I think <laughs> it has some interesting sounding features, but yeah, if if spam continues to be a major issue, people aren't going to want to hang out there. But it's also important to mention how scammers ask for money. That's changed a lot too in recent years. You know, there's Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, PayPal. All of those apps have made it just so much easier yeah. to steal your money. And so, yeah, the medium of exchange has become something that's as easy to send as like a text message. Yeah, instead of like physically having to lift your wallet out of your back pocket, there are much easier ways now or to write a check. Yeah, access those <laughs> funds. And so it's it's become a lot harder to track that criminal down in the modern day of digital payments. And then different cryptocurrencies, they're quickly becoming a common way that these scammers ask to receive money too. And because the way we send and receive money has changed just so much in recent years, it means that you got to be on your toes even more before you send someone money, before you transfer any funds to somebody that you don't know. That's right. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the most common scams and how they work. Scams in the realm of finding love online. They've kind of dated back almost, you know, like as far as the internet. Uh, But the FTC stats show that romance scams rose nearly 70% last year. A lot of times you're already in a particularly vulnerable position already. You know, if, if you've created an online profile, you're entering into these sensitive conversations with strangers. 
Well, scammers, you know, they continue to flock to every iteration of dating apps to try to take advantage of folks there. Uh, the New York Times, they just ran the story about crypto scams on apps like Hinge. As more people seek to find love online, the possibility to get taken advantage of has grown exponentially. One telltale sign that you might be getting scammed is if the person you're talking to tries to move the conversation to WhatsApp, which encrypts every message that gets sent. And another sign is if you get asked for money in any way, any form, any fashion. But oftentimes these folks are looking for cryptocurrencies. Uh, the, the scammer will often make it sound like they're they're trying to help you to invest your money. But in reality, they are they're really just taking your money. Yeah, well, let me teach you how to invest in Bitcoin, and then you send some over, and then they show you a website where it looks like, look at, look at your money going up in value. This is incredible. Exactly. You should send more. And then it turns out that that <laughs> money is in their hands, and the website they're pointing you to is actually fake. And it just makes me think of the old saying, Matt, love is blind. And <laughs> in, in the case of some of these like romance scams, love is blinding, and it just causes you to not see what's actually in front of your face yeah. when people are asking you for, in particular, for, to, for you to transfer money their way. You start thinking the best of this person because you've cha- been chatting back and forth for weeks or months on end and you trust them um, totally but the reality is you've never seen their face and you have to uh, continue to proceed with more caution yeah well I do I think this is like first of all this is just such a sad thing right because first of all not only are you not having your money grow in ways that you think it should be growing but you're actually having your money taken away right the, the second strike is the fact that not only are you uh, not finding someone who is like your soulmate like you found somebody that who's trying to like damage you, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they're trying to harm you in a, in a financial way at the very least. It's like this double whammy. And, and because of uh, the pandemic, it's like this perfect storm because obviously cryptocurrencies have been crazy hot over the past few years. There's been a lot of interest in those. It's hard to meet somebody IRL. And th- exactly. And then on top of that, folks are dealing with just huge amounts of loneliness. And so you combine those two things together and you have a very vulnerable population. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And and because it's someone that you've gotten to know and trust over, over that period period of time you're susceptible to lose even more money in these scams i think some of the people who fall victim to a romance scam can lose you know up to their entire fortune something sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars all because they've developed this relationship built on trust so the stakes are high so be warned we would say uh, don't send money to someone you truly don't know Uh, this is of course one of the massive downsides to online dating Uh, but yeah after the break we're going to get to a really common scam that almost anyone with a kind heart could fall prey to. It's basically digital pickpocking, and we'll discuss that and more right after this break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations 
get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best-fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. We are back. We are talking about the proliferation of scams. And Joel, let's get to the one that you just mentioned before the break, digital pickpocketing. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Uh, this one's been around for a minute here. Uh, listener Gary, he actually sent us this article from his local TV station in Savannah. And this one involves the, the different digital payment apps. Basically, someone comes up to you. This one uh, takes place in real life. They come up to you. They ask you to borrow uh, your phone, maybe to make an important phone call. Maybe their phone uh, has died or maybe they don't have their phone at all. Sometimes uh, in this, this specific story. It was a kid. Which is uh, something you can identify with. We've all had our phone run out of battery. Exactly. And you, being a nice person, you hand them your phone to make that quick call. I think a lot of decent human beings would probably do that. But then, you know, what do they do while your phone is in their brief possession? Well, they open your PayPal or like Venmo, Zelle, Cash App. That's another one too, where they make a quick transfer to their own account. 
they hand your phone right back to you. They say thanks and walk away. And it's not until later that you find out, you know, like via email or when you check your statements that you have lost money. The lady that they had interviewed for the story was standing right there. She was talking about how she was just feet away. And the kid even had it on speakerphone. And she, she was watching him. But then he had asked her if he could pull up maps. And so he was kind of messing with the phone. She saw him actually messing with it. And with some quick fingers, he got away with a few thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what the lady in that article uh, lost thirty eight hundred dollars. That's right. In just a minute or two to this to this young kid, and then she didn't find out till later when checking her bank statement. And so yeah, if if this happens to you, if someone comes up to you and asks to borrow your phone, we would say uh, it sounds unkind, but just to say no, to not give your phone over to anybody. Um, and so, yeah, offer to dial the number yourself and to put it on speakerphone for them. Yeah. Also, yep. enable stuff great. like Touch ID. There's technology to help us with this stuff, right? Or Face ID mm-hmm. uh, for these apps to make it harder for someone to get in there to I mess with your money. I dual, love Face ID. Yeah, dual factor authentication <laughs> is another one. I have fingerprint ID on my Google Pixel 4a for, for all those apps. But yeah, that's one of those things where even if you just left your phone sitting around and the screen was unlocked or something like that, someone could get in and easily steal money from you. So yeah, you want to make sure you have the technology set up and you just don't like give your phone to random people who, who asked to borrow it. Totally. Dude. And I will say this is one, when I read this story, I was just like, good thing I've got face ID already turned on on my phone, which I do, uh, you know, as far as unlocking the phone, but I would have sworn that I also had it set up on some of those different apps. I checked earlier today as we were getting ready for this episode. Nope. Oh, snap. I went to PayPal, uh, Cash App, and Venmo. Turned it on. All three of them, they weren't locked down, which is crazy. Can I borrow your phone for a second? Oh, my God. (laughs) No, you you can't. (laughs) But it's just crazy to think that, like, I'm not somebody who goes in and customizes all my different settings, right, normally. And so I guess, like, what I'm saying is that what that tells me is that is the default option when I know that there are some other apps. Like, for instance, I know my ally bank app, which I, you know, I've been with Ally for years, they have always had the face ID. Like I distinctly remember that one. I think it may have been the first app ever that required me to, you know, acknowledge the the face ID thing. But I wanted to mention that because it is super easy to turn that on. Once you go into the actual app, you go to your account uh, your, or your profile, and then you just go down to the security settings and turn on, you know, at least on the iPhones, uh, face ID. Uh, sometimes they'll prompt you to enter in a little pin, but now I know that I'm totally secure. So. Yeah, there you go. I love that. Yeah, and and that's just a good warning to everyone else who thinks maybe, oh yeah, I believe I do, but go in there and check because nope, <laughs> Pro- probably not. <laughs> yeah, you want to make sure it's on, um, and and yeah, so that's definitely one of the one of the scams that's been kind of making the rounds, and that can affect especially young people. It's like, oh hey, I got to call my mom or a friend, and my phone died. Like that that seems like one of those innocuous asks, but in reality, it leads to you losing potentially thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, we, okay, let's talk about another scheme, Matt. We talked about multi-level marketing uh, schemes back in episode 254. We That's didn't, right. We didn't have very much good to say about them back then. And uh, yeah, we <laughs> talked a lot of trash about Lulu Rowe. Yeah, we did. We did. And that, that uh, documentary came out on Amazon and documented yep. even more of the oddities happening in that organization and how many people just just thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of women who got who got ripped off, who lost a lot of money yeah. in that organization. And, um, and most of these MLMs are actually pyramid schemes, which we put in the same camp as scams. And they are, in actuality, too good to be true. And, and really only a handful of people make any money. Yeah. The only real way to make money in a pyramid scheme is to recruit other people to, to sell things underneath of you. And the item that's being sold, it makes it seem like there's this legitimate business opportunity, but nobody really makes money that way yeah. in these organizations. And so, in fact, the uh, the FTC says that less than 1% of MLM participants actually end up making money. Yeah. And so, yeah, the vast majority of folks that participate, they end up wasting a lot of time. They 
put forth a lot of effort, and then they lose a good bit of money. Um, and they often end up hurting some of their friends along the way too, because yeah, that you're you're being told to recruit more people, um, and and then you can just you can damage relationships in the process of trying to yeah pursue being in a MLM too. Yeah, not only have you ridden them hard to actually buy that product, but now you've roped them in to the uh, the scheme that they can't escape. <laughs> uh, we, we've got to bring up imposter scams as well. These types of scams are on the top three on the Federal Trade Commission list. Uh, it's where you know someone they call you to tell you that you owe them money, and if they do it well, it's easy to think that maybe like maybe I actually did just forget to pay a bill. Well, an imposter can call you, you know, they might email you posing as a representative from either the government or from a company. But the thing is, first of all, government employees, they, they don't do this. <laughs> You'll never get a call from the Social Security Administration or from a local government agency demanding payment of fees or taxes. You also won't get a call from a government agency requesting any personal information because guess what? They already have that information. <laughs> uh, they're not asking you for it. Yeah, it's like, I'm from the Social Security Administration, but I'm going to need your social security number real quick. And it's like, uh, wait, wait, aren't you supposed to have that? It's like, what kind of incompetence are we dealing with here? Uh, but but scammers, like, they're going to assume the role of a government agent, you know, whether via email, text, or phone call, uh, and they're going to attempt to freak you out in order to make some quick money. Oftentimes, it is done over the phone because when they have you on the line like that, they can create that sense of urgency, and that's a lot of times when we can make some poor decisions. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about IRS scams because that, that is an imposter scam. That's a form of imposter scam, mm-hmm. and particularly since we're we're in the middle of tax season right now, we'd be remiss not to mention this one because it's, it's going around in a big way. And there are a number of different IRS related scams out there. And and the pandemic actually seems to have created an even larger variety of these scams, largely because of like stimulus payments and extra unemployment benefits. A lot of people have been targeted because maybe they were a recipient of one of these things or they thought they should be. And so, oh, lo lo and behold, a scammer comes in, sends an email and tells you there's a stimulus payment waiting or there's additional unemployment compensation and you click the link and you fall prey. But Matt, like you just said, it's important to know that the only way the IRS legitimately contacts people is via snail mail like through a traditional letter in your mailbox. And so, yeah, if someone from the IRS tries to get in touch with you via some other method, we just encourage you not to respond because it's fake. That's right. The utility scam, that's another popular imposter scam. Uh, this is when your water, your gas, your electric company, they, they might call you to tell you that you're months behind on your bill. You better pay up and you better do it quick. <laughs> Otherwise, your power is going to be cut off. That sounds like such a hassle. And so because of that, so many people go ahead and decide to pay there on the spot. Sometimes the, the fake utility company will tell you to go buy a gift card. And the reason is because if you pay them with a gift card, those funds can't be traced. Uh, it's like paying with cash, basically. And some might even go the opposite approach, saying that you have overpaid, which sounds nice. And so when that's the case, just give them your bank account number, and then they can send you that money back your way. <laughs> you didn't overpay, and you don't get your money back. So be warned of the utility scam. That sounds like that blockbuster scam I fell prey to. It's <laughs> like, hey, it's, you know, you, you feel like you're coming out ahead and you're doing something good or whatever. Whatever, and um, it, ultimately, in the end, it comes back to bite you. That's right. But and I actually had a friend, Matt, who fell victim to the utility scam, where the electric company called him at his place of business, and they, and they said, "Like your power is classic, just about to be shut off. Stay on the phone with us. 
go get a gift card, send us that information. Aren't and, you going to be embarrassed? Yeah. And then they think they about tr- all the customers. The thing is, when a scam <laughs> artist gets you once, which they got him once, they try to get you again. But oh by gosh. then, hopefully, not always, but hopefully up. you know. And he wised up the second yeah. time around. He realized he'd been had. But that is one of those nefarious things, especially for someone who, who has their own business, because they can't afford to be shut down. They can't afford for the power to be shut off. Their mm-hmm. livelihood is at stake. If you own a restaurant or just any place where people come in to, to do business, like that could throw a whole wrench in your day or week. And so, yeah, that is something in particular for business owners to be aware of as well. Yeah. And that, that's another reason too, why we'd always recommend for you to go straight to that company's website. Don't do it over the phone. Don't click any links in your email. Go directly to the website that you know to be legit uh, or go straight to the government website, the, straight to the .gov website. Don't click the links in your email. Yeah, totally. All right, let's talk about um, something else. Let's move on from imposter scams. There's charity scams happening all the, all over the place too. And so, yeah, fake nonprofit donations are just it's just a terrible version of a scam. Really frustrating to see. These, these often happen after a natural disaster or it's like support the victims of this and such tornado or hurricane. Um, and, and, you know, but not just that, like scams have already happened uh, invoking the Ukrainians and supporting their cause. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of websites that have already gone online, uh, generically promising to funnel your funds yeah. to support the efforts over there and have to support the, individuals. Uh, the, the Ukraine coin, uh, like that's one of the, like a crypto, it was a crypto uh, scam, basically, the purporting to support the, the people of Ukraine. I mean, that, yeah, it's just heinous that people will take advantage of something like that happening internationally or, or locally in an effort to steal your money, but it happens, right? And it happens all the time. And th- they just want to take advantage of your generosity. But really, it's just terrible people who are trying to, you know, make use this conflict for their own gain. And so, yeah, if a cause uh, that you would like to donate to comes on your radar, from a plea you've read online, that's okay. But we would say don't click that link to give and instead uh, let that lead you to research different organizations who are doing great work in that area. Only give to organizations that you know, that you've vetted, that you trust. And Charity Navigator and Charity Watch are just both excellent sites that rate charities and they show you how uh, those charities use the dollars that you donate. So we would say go there, type in the name of the charity. Does it even come up? If not, <laughs> that's a huge red flag. And if it does, you can find out more about how they actually use the funds that they receive and it can give you a greater peace of mind before you actually you know, click the button to donate. That's right. And I think I just said Ukraine coin. It's actually Ukraine token. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so you're probably like... I'll avoid both. <laughs> yeah. Either way, <laughs> avoid both of those. But, but we're going to get to a couple more scams. We're going to talk about some some sound general advice, regardless of the scam that you might come across. And we're going to get to all of that right after this break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations 
get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, Matt, we're back. Let's keep talking about scams. And yeah, in just a little bit, we're going to get to some general advice, just kind of a few takeaways that will help protect you and your assets from the vast majority of scams out there. But uh, let's detail just a, a couple others first. One of them, and especially right now in a hot job market, that is making the rounds are employment scams. I've heard of those. Yeah, and, and a lot of How to Money listeners have benefited from this hot job market. Some people have uh, uh, told us that they have doubled their income in in just the last few months, which is incredible to see. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, don't <laughs> let this scam uh, cause you to apply, uh, avoid applying for jobs <laughs> because there are a lot of legitimate opportunities for you to make a whole lot more money out there. Um, but yeah, employment scams have been around for, for years and the listings on these jobs can appear on legitimate job hunting websites. And in fact, a report from the Better Business Bureau revealed that Indeed.com, which is a place where people go to find legitimate jobs is. all the time, was plagued with just a, a huge number of job scammers uh, in 2020. And so the application that you're being asked to submit 
It often asks for personal information that shouldn't be required for a first phase interview. Stuff like your social security number or your bank account information. We would say never, ever. Your, ma- your, your mother's maiden name, perhaps. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what's your password to Gmail? I mean, those are the kind of things. Your first pet's name while we're at it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's your Vanguard uh, login information? We would say never, never what, give. What are your first four favorite numbers that just pop in your mind? Right. <laughs> uh, that, that sensitive information is, is stuff that you definitely do not want to bring to the table to Sounds someone like- that you just met through a job interview website that's a massive red flag when they're saying like you know what you seem like you'd be a good candidate tell me everything about you i feel like we would it sounds like we're, we would make good scammers joel is all <laughs> well now we know all the tools of the trade i guess it's true we know how it works uh and the, the thing is too with the, the different employment scams they can kind of shake out in different ways right some scammers they'll, they'll use job positions like mystery shoppers they'll use these vague uh positions like work from home opportunities to find their victims because guess what Anybody can do that. And so they're casting their net really wide in, in that case. Yes. Like jobs uh, doing with shipping or drop shipping. That's another common uh, you know, job description term that often has some sort of scam element taking place. Totally. Yeah. But one of the common forms uh, that these scams play out is that you will receive what looks like a legit paycheck in the mail after accepting one of these completely bogus positions and then your your quote-unquote boss they, they say that you were overpaid hey sorry uh could you send back a portion of that check and then the problem is even though that check cleared your bank it looks like that money is in your account but it actually isn't the uh the paycheck it bounces and then guess what you've already sent your real money back to that scammer and then you're out all of that money and so make sure to do your own diligence here make sure that you research any supposed company that is offering you a job uh another way that this plays out as well it's not just that first paycheck but sometimes uh you know you've signed the line they're like you're hired you're gonna be making six figures however there is a pretty lengthy training process and you're gonna need some supplies you're gonna need this a new company laptop because you are not allowed to do business on your personal laptop they send you a link to a portal where you pay for all of these expenses yourself but you know it's going to be worth it because of those six figures you're going to be raking in this is just another way that they get legitimate dollars out of your bank account without offering you anything yeah seems like a drop in the bucket compared to the just sick paychecks you're going to be pulling home in the near future (laughs) and uh yeah it turns out paycheck (laughs) it turns out those you know that thousand dollars or more is just gone uh, immediately yes all right let's talk about like scam adjacent sort of ripoffs to Matt because so, sometimes I think you know there, there are clear-cut scams a lot of the ones we've covered so far are just these clear-cut tried and true scams that have been happening for a long period of time but sometimes it's it's not necessarily a full-fledged scam that's happening that you get taken with it's just an inferior product or service mm-hmm. and so yeah the ways that people lose money these days don't always involve someone actively trying to steal money from you um, while not giving you anything in return and they're just completely pulling the wool over your eyes trying to trick you sometimes people are selling a somewhat legitimate product or online course and and you know they're not trying to completely rip you off they just don't really have your best interest in mind and they're right, overselling yeah. something that is actually kind of a piece of crap it's it's a turd on the back end and so uh <laughs> they're, they're looking to make a living in the shady corners of the internet basically it could be advice that you're getting on YouTube or TikTok, as we mentioned earlier. There are a lot of scams on those platforms. A lot of people pitching something that actually isn't good for you. You know, online courses are a dime a dozen. And Matt, you and I know friends in the personal finance community who have really good online courses yep. that cost a pretty penny, but those people get 
almost like a mini college course in how to invest in real estate or something like that. Mm -hmm. High-end videos with a lot of accompanying material that is actually really helpful. But then there are a lot of other people who are selling courses that are complete trash, where you can get that information for free really easily, and they're not giving you anything special. And depending on the method of payment, there's no way to get your money back. And so, yeah, you you just have to be careful. You have to tread lightly. Even when we're not talking about full-fledged scams, there's still a lot of ways to to lose your money or to spend it ineffectively on the internet. That's right. And sometimes, too, it's not even inferior products, because like you kind of were targeting just courses that are kind of crappy. It's just a... I think it's the first time we've ever said turd on the podcast before (laughs) (laughs) on the back end. But sometimes they are legitimate products, right? Like I'm specifically thinking about Cutco knives. Those are legitimate knives. Like, you know, they've got like these lifetime warranties. You can send them in to get sharpened. But so much like it just makes me think of sales just more broadly speaking. And anytime you're dealing with a salesperson, you need to sort of look at things through a slightly different lens, because in that in this case, like when we're talking about knives, it's not that those aren't good knives. But if you're somebody who already has 24, 25, 26 knives in your drawer at home, you don't need another uh, butcher's block full of, you know, like a knife set or whatever. Uh, and so it comes down to whether or not you need that as an individual. And that's where, where it takes a little bit of wisdom to determine, you know, am I just being swayed by this persuasive conversation? Do, you know, do I like this person? Do, do I want to help them? Uh, or is this something that I actually need? That's something that we all just need a way in our minds when we're having these conversations uh, with people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. I think that they, they talk about whole life insurance as being an item that is sold, not bought. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's high pressured sales tactics oftentimes that leads people to get that product when they would be much better served by having term life insurance. Matt, I had a, had yep. a listener reach out recently and, and she is very young with no dependents, no kids. She's not married. And she said, hey, I've got this whole life insurance product. Um, I'm starting to get concerned after listening to some of your episodes. And I was like, yeah, you're yeah. you're right to be concerned. <laughs> and she started to, to push back. And so she's thinking about ditching it. And she doesn't even need term life insurance yeah, yet. Maybe in, her well. in the near future, she will. We'll see. But yeah, those are the kind of things where there, there are a lot of things out there that are are sold, not bought. If it's something you didn't go out searching for and someone pitched it to you, you have to do some extra thinking to see about whether it makes sense or not. So let's give some general advice because, yeah, we've listed a lot of popular scams, but there are just a few things where if you were to implement these, they would make you not necessarily like scam proof, but scam resistant, right? Like, uh, like you know, water, I'm thinking about like a, a rainproof jacket. If if it's water resistant, it's it's going to hold up pretty well, right? Yeah, it's um, going to be much better than like that fleece you're wearing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's going to get drenched in a heartbeat. But um, yeah, the, the first thing, right, the general way to protect yourself is to know that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And so, yeah, a scam artist is often going to make a guarantee. You know, that's it's meant to give you some assurance that the money you're about to hand over will be taken care of. But really, that guarantee is fake peace of mind. We would say to trust your instincts and to not give someone your hard-earned money just because they offer verbal assurances. And and really, lots of times, Matt, this is just like a gut check. Like, it, it sounds really nice. Like, obviously, I want this to be true. But if you had another friend that that happened to and it was actually real like have you ever heard of this happening in the real world those are the kind of filters you need to run this pitch through before you sign on the dotted line totally uh we want to recommend for folks also to freeze their credit this is something that we've advised for years now uh, but freezing your credit with all three of the major credit bureaus is worth doing even if you think that you couldn't possibly fall for one of the scams that we've talked about today 
By the way, I hope we've actually made it clear that you can actually potentially fall for one of these. Uh, but we've got an article up on the site that we'll link to about doing a credit freeze. R really freezing your credit, it's sort of like using a bike lock. That is most def the cheapest and smartest way to make sure that your bike doesn't get stolen. You know, not using that simple tool is putting yourself at unnecessary risk. And the same thing is true with the credit freeze, right? It just takes a few minutes, it costs nothing, and it provides a lot of protection so that someone doesn't open up credit in your name without your knowledge or without your consent. You, you don't want to become an identity theft victim. Uh, this is one of those instances where you're not being parted with your current dollars, you're just being parted with your future dollars. And that's basically what debt is. Uh, you don't want to owe IOUs either. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. IOUs that somebody else had the fun of spending that money, mm -hmm. but you're on the hook to pay exactly. the bill. And so, yeah, like you said, Matt, it's just so ridiculously easy like why would you not do it and uh all right i think another thing that we need to know another way to protect yourself is to realize that scams can often come from someone who you're somewhat close to this is called affinity fraud it's kind of tough to come to grips with because you don't want to be suspicious of everyone who's close to you like oh is my best friend trying to scam me or my grandma like what's her problem uh like, why is she trying to get my money like usually um gg yeah <laughs> yeah i don't want to talk to you anymore um but it's so it, it is important to note though that it's not just criminals stalking strangers on the internet and many people have uh and continue to use race religion and age as a tool can to connect with you and depart you from your money. Yeah. Or in the case of MLMs, it's often friendship that gets you in the door, right? It's like, come join me in this opportunity. It'll be fun. Uh, and you know, you just trust your friend instinctively. And so you decide to jump on board. But we would say, don't just assume that because you know someone or you share the same faith with that person, that their pitch is infallible. And here's the thing too, Matt, I think sometimes people feel the need to respond antagonistically if they feel like that pitch is not appropriate for them. And they, they want to tell their friend all of the reasons that this is actually made up gobbledygook. But I don't think you necessarily have to, right? You don't have to write all the wrongs of this world necessarily. You can just use a simple response like, uh, hey, I'm glad it's been good for you, but I've already got too much on my plate. And that simple response might be like, okay, cool. I guess they're not yeah. interested. There's, there's just no need to argue the merits with someone who has drunk the Kool-Aid because that uh, doesn't always work out. This is like a protracted conversation where maybe you uh, create some bitterness in that friendship. That's true. Something else that we'd recommend for folks as well is to take your time when you are considering a financial opportunity. And also make sure that you're doing your research as well. But scam artists, they will almost always use time to their advantage. Uh, sort of like what we were talking about earlier about being, you know, once you're on the line, once you're on the phone, they are not going to want to hang up. They're going to want to get you to head to the store buy those gift cards, that sort of thing. Same thing with a utility scam that we talked about earlier. That involves you having to give them money immediately. It's just this shrewd tactic because it's harder to make a smart decision when you're under the gun, when you're in a pressure cooker, right? So do your research, take your time, and don't let any claim that you need to make a decision now or being told that the opportunity, it'll be gone forever. Don't let those tactics lead you to act impulsively. Uh, what's so difficult, you know, like you're, you're talking about how like, you don't want to be suspicious of every relationship in your mind. Like, that's what's so crazy about a lot of these scams is that it does involve some sort of relationship, right? Whether that's the trust you have with a certain company or whether it's because, oh, yeah, I'm acquaintances with this person. I kind of know them. Or even if it's somebody that you think you love, right? Go Kind of going back to the different dating apps. Scammers target all those different kinds of relationships, whether it be with a brand or with someone who's closer to you, to take advantage of you, to part you with your money. And so it's difficult because what we're saying is, like, you got to be on alert. 
but don't be so on alert that you're just this crazy person, right? right? Like, like you don't want to live in the equivalent of a bunker when it comes to your relationships uh, where you're just hunkering down. Uh, but we do want you to think twice anytime you are faced with some of these decisions. Just give pause and think twice before you take any actions. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think what you're saying is that you don't have to be paranoid. Yeah. But, but I, I feel like someone could listen to most of this episode and be like, I should probably be paranoid because... Is, is there a zombie behind me right now? <laughs> Everyone's right? out to get me. And so, yeah, I get, should get my shotgun out and kill all those zombies. But, you know, I, I will say I don't I don't personally live in fear of internet con artists or, or that someone close to me is going to try to steal my money from me, right? I'm not like lying up awake at night one eye open, watching my wife sleep, just in case she's going to try to scam me out of something, right? Um, she's going to try to sell me some knives. <laughs> <laughs> or some whole life insurance. What's her problem? But I think the goal of this episode, it really is to raise awareness and to highlight the fact that even intelligent people like our listeners, because yep. if, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you are a smart person. And, and, and anybody, even you, can fall victim for a scam. And... At the same time, scammers are getting savvier. You know, they're, they're making those scams more difficult to identify. There's just no foolproof way to avoid getting scammed completely and to assure that you'll never get scammed for the rest of your life. But, you know, if scams are like zombies in The Walking Dead, Matt, then I think we'd all be remiss to not carry a shotgun and take some of the steps <laughs> that we just outlined. Like, you, you want to make sure that you're prepared. Do those simple tasks that we just outlined, and hopefully it will make you uh, scam resistant. Uh, that's, that's our goal. That is right, man. Let's go ahead and get back to the beer that we enjoyed during this episode. You and I, we shared a crowler of Electric Venom. This is from Little Cottage Brewery. And I will say, with it being in a crowler, you and I, we both got a full 16 ounces. I'm pretty sure John filled this thing like up to the brim before <laughs> <laughs> before he gave it to you. But uh, man, how much pineapple juice do you think is actually in this thing? Because I feel like there's more pineapple <laughs> juice than beer, almost. like. Uh, it, like I mean, that was the first thing I could smell. We could crack the first of all, it's a crowler, so when you crack the top, it's like you're opening a drum of oil or something like that. But yeah, as we poured this, I was like, "Holy cow!" Like the the amount of pineapple fragrance was definitely noticeable. And as you're drinking it too, it's I mean, it's the first thing I, I noticed. But it wasn't like over over the top. It wasn't so much that it was like that it overwhelmed the senses, right? Yeah. It wasn't too perfumey, I guess is what I'm saying, because there was a lot of actual fruit flavor within the beer. Because uh, a lot of times I get turned off if, if like the smell doesn't match up with the flavor then something's wrong and we've had beers like that before where the fruit flavor it almost felt artificial but this i feel like there's nothing artificial about this pineapple yeah. i feel like i'm like biting into a giant pineapple like it's an apple <laughs> that's not how you eat pineapple no nobody, nobody does that you gotta like cut the exterior <laughs> off if you do that you're like bleeding cut it into cubes can you does it does your mouth get tore up if you eat fresh pineapple like because it's kind of like uh i don't know if it's what it is about it but like the actual fiber is kind of it's tough on the mouth uh, i don't i'm you, trying to remember the last time i had a fresh pineapple i don't think so but you, you know what I'm you don't even know what i'm talking about i don't think so oh crazy yeah okay if you're listening and if you have to moderate the amount of pineapple that you <laughs> eat because it blisters up the inside of your mouth let me know because well, that, that happens to me i think pineapple juice is one of the best ways to consume pineapple yeah, it's, it's just it's, so it's delicious good. and this this you think I'm, like you got to pin colada or something right right here. yeah and this beer had a ton of just distinct pineapple vibes going on it's definitely the most pineapple beer i've ever had in my life but um our friend john who who's the brewer over there he and an owner of little cottage brewing he has a knack for making just ridiculously interesting beers that are a little off the beaten path but that anybody can enjoy i think and hmm. so yeah this i think this yep. beer in particular is like one of the best representations of how far in a particular direction he can go he can get crazy with it but still make it 
an excellent final product. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. Anybody yeah, he, who's in Atlanta and hasn't been to Little Cottage, you got to go. Absolutely. It's, it's. I mean, we've got a couple of favorite breweries in, here in Atlanta, but he he's tied for first. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. But it's the perfect amount of sweetness. There's like a touch of tartness with this being a sour ale. But uh, I was curious if you're going to note how sweet it was because I felt like it was kind of pushing the envelope as far as how sweet you like your beers. I thought it was perfect. Nice amount of sweetness with a touch of tartness going yeah, on. Yeah, I know. I agree. And yeah, it's definitely on, you know, higher on the sweet scale, but because it was like, had a depth of juiciness oh, yeah. to it, it, it kind of, I was cool with it. It had the fruit to back it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> for exactly. sure. Well, dude, cool. I'm glad you and I got to share this beer on the episode. Yeah. Like Joel mentioned, everyone check out Little Cottage Brewery if uh, you are going through Atlanta or if you live here and we will make sure to have our show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com and we'll link to any of the resources that we mentioned during this episode. No doubt. By the way, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, it is a pleasant place where people help each other with their money questions. We encourage you to go over to facebook.com, type in how to money in the search line. I promise this is not a scam. It is just a truly good online resource where people can ask each other questions and receive help. So um, yeah, feel free to check that out. But Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.